Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God, in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free, too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtowho.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Thanks for listening to the Compared to Who podcast. This is Heather Creekmore, and I am so glad that you're listening today because today we're going to talk about why haircuts are such a big deal. Now, you may be thinking, haircuts aren't a big deal to me. And if that's you, congratulations. I admire the fact that a bad haircut won't bother you. So you can just skip to the next episode. But I think for a lot of women, especially women who struggle with body image, Haircuts can be kind of traumatic, just like a bad hair day. So here's my story. Bobs are really in right now. And I kept seeing friends my age getting their hair cut short and thinking to myself, wow, their hair looks so cute. I love the way a fresh haircut looks. And I love seeing women with stylish haircuts. Mine's always just kind of been straight and maybe some layers, but, you know, rather boring. So I started thinking I should totally do that. I should get my hair cut. And so it happened. I got a haircut a few months ago where essentially nothing was taken off. I mean, it felt like I didn't have anything done to it all. And so my hair started feeling heavy and lifeless. And I started dreaming about just getting it all lobbed off. Then I went on Pinterest. You've probably done this too, maybe. And I started looking at pictures of cute, shorter haircuts. And I started to feel my courage rise. If all of these women looked good with shorter hair, and those women that I knew who got their hair cut looked good with shorter hair, maybe I could pull it off too. So I talked to some friends about it, and they responded with things like, it's just hair, or other friends said, it'll grow back. My husband said, go for it, and so I did. I lost at the hairdresser a solid five inches or so of my hair in the back, and just an inch or two on the sides. For the most part, I like my haircut. It feels lighter. I'm hoping it'll be a little easier to take care of because there's just not as much of it there. But if I'm honest with you, this haircut has also drummed up all kinds of body image junk for me. As I was sitting in the hairdresser's chair with my hair still wet, newly cut, the image I saw staring back at me was frightening. And I started to hear a bunch of old familiar voices whisper this message to me. You were only pretty with long hair. So I kept it together enough to tell the hairdresser that I liked the cut. And I escaped the salon without tears. But I got back into the car and all of those voices continued. They sounded like this. How could you be so foolish? You know you don't look good with short hair. Short hair makes you look fat. Short hair makes your face look really big. Short hair makes you look older. You know how they transform Mandy Moore from looking young in This Is Us to looking old? Well, they make her wear your new haircut. And then this is the message that really got me. 
How could you be so foolish again to think that this haircut would actually look as good on you as it does on all those women on Pinterest? You are not them. You do not look like them. You are not thin like them. They can wear any hairstyle because of how they look. Your beauty just got cut off and swept up on the hairdresser's floor. Have you heard any of these messages? So I went to Facebook to see if I was alone in this, to see if any other women who struggle with body image issues also struggle with feeling like their hair and how their hair looks is really important, maybe maybe too important. I asked the question and what I found, and I don't know why I'm surprised, I'm really not, but I found that of course they do. In fact, it's funny, every time I'm reminded Reminded of a body image related struggle. And I'm not sure if I want to share it just in case it's like just my issue or I'm the only one who struggles. Every time this happens, I'm reminded over and again that the enemy is not that creative. He uses the same lies on so many of us. And it's only when we share these lies that we're able to shine some light on his scheme and find the truth. So on my blog's Facebook page, it's compared to who on Facebook if you're not on there already, or you can go to facebook.com slash Heather Creekmore blog. But on my blog's Facebook page, I found women sharing some of the same exact things that I had felt and experienced through my life. Women were sharing that they didn't want to get their hair cut because through childhood, that was the one thing that people complimented them on. Or other women shared that they felt like if they got their hair cut, it would make their face look fat. Or one insightful commenter said that with shorter hair, this was interesting, she felt more exposed. And that totally made sense to me. It's like with your hair short, there's nothing to hide more of your body or more of your face. You just feel like more of you is out there. Another friend on Facebook shared that if she's having a really bad hair day, it totally affects everything. And I think many of us can relate to that, right? When you struggle with body image stuff, how your hair looks can be a huge part of it. I know there have been days when I felt like I finally had my weight kind of close to where I wanted it to be and I had on an outfit I liked, but then totally felt like my hair was just not going right. It looked too flat or too frizzy or just wasn't doing what I thought it needed to do for me to be pretty. I remember those days like they were all consuming in some cases. I hated having to go to the bathroom even because I'd see my hair as I washed my hands and I would just be knocked back into the spiral of, oh, I look so terrible today. Our hair is undeniably a part of this whole body image package. And it's kind of a unique part because unless you cut your own hair, you regularly have to trust someone else with one aspect of your body, one aspect of your appearance. I mean, if you think about it, you don't have to trust anyone else to like pick out your clothing or, you know, for any other part of how you look, maybe with the exception of like an esthetician who does things to your face, but in most cases, you aren't trusting someone else to determine how you will look. But in the case of your hair, you're putting trust in another woman to determine what you look like. And that's why I think women are so fiercely loyal once they find a good hairdresser. I used to drive 35 minutes each way after my hairdresser moved because it was so much effort to find someone I trusted. I've been through like three different hairdressers since we moved to Austin. And the one who cut my hair last weekend was the fourth. Like It's hard to find someone you trust with your hair, especially though, especially when it feels really important as hair can to those of us who wrestle body image issues. So what do you do if you get a horrible haircut or your hairstylist totally botches up your color? What do you do if you feel like your hair is ugly and there's nothing you can do about it short of wearing a wig? We're going to talk about that right after the break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. been bogging you down for too long it's time to get free my friend go to compare to who.me take your free body image awareness quiz you will learn amazing things you'll get your results right away and i think you'll have fun too because i mean who doesn't love to take quizzes go to compare to who.me there's lots of great resources on that site articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of jesus christ check it out today Right after this episode, of course. So before the break, we were talking about hair, and I promised that I'd offer some hope and some solutions if you've ever had a bad haircut or just gone through a phase where you felt like your hair was really bad. One of my Facebook friends shared how she got and what she felt like was a really bad haircut right before an important family event, a child's graduation, and how she can't even stand to look at the pictures now. It makes her feel sick to her stomach to see those images. And I totally get that. I remember years ago, I paid a lot of money to get my hair done before a military ball. It was the Marine Corps birthday ball. And my now husband and I had just started dating and I paid all this money to get my hair done all fancy for this big formal event. And I hated it. I felt like my hair was all pulled back tight around my face. And I didn't look like I had any hair at all in the pictures from the front. I was just all face and neck. And I still don't like to look at those pictures. I also remember this one time right after I'd moved to Washington, D.C. I was 20 years old and I had my first real job. So I wanted to get a real haircut by a big city hairstylist. And I swear to you, friends, she cut my hair into a mullet. It was 80s hairband lead singer awful. My friend Katie, whom I lived with, she was kind enough to get at her scissors and try to fix it into some sort of layered thing. But it was so upsetting on so many levels. I thought I would walk into the salon and have something magical happen. I paid a lot of money to have her make me look better through cutting my hair. And to get a lousy haircut after that, it just added insult to injury. So what do you do when you get a bad haircut? What do you do when you have a bad hair day? How can we stop our hair from stealing our joy? I think that's the bigger question here, right? I mean, I wonder how many women listening today have maybe made peace with their scales or made peace with their dress size, but still struggle with their hair. I don't know if that's you or not. How do we let our hair not ruin our body image? I have three ideas for you today. So the first is we have to resist the temptation to slip into magical thinking. Now follow me here because this is a bit nuanced. But I think 
part of the reason why we feel so gravely disappointed after a bad haircut, or we're so affected if the haircut we get doesn't look like the celebrity picture. I think part of the reason why this upsets us so much is because we get caught up in what I'll call magical thinking. We're looking for the instant fix, the quick cure for our body image issues. And we believe, similarly to how some of us believe in diet pills or fad diet plans, that having the right hair will fix our body image. Now, truth is, friends, it won't. Good hair won't fix it for you. If you struggle with body image, you could get the perfect haircut and still wonder if your husband likes it enough or if other people maybe think you looked better with your old hair. My mistake this weekend was exactly this. To some extent, you do have to look at photos of the hair you want so you can communicate clearly with your stylist. But I think looking at all those celebrity photos put me in a weird place. It put me in a place where I began to think, not consciously, of course, subconsciously, that I would look more celebrity-like when I came out with the same haircut. I mean, to the point where when I came out of the salon, I was almost disappointed that I still look like me, just with Candace Cameron Bure's hair. Does that make any sense? I mean, maybe you know this feeling. So curing this requires us to cut out magical thinking. Be realistic about the fact that this is just a haircut. Remind yourself that good or bad, it doesn't determine your value. And more than that, it doesn't determine as much about how you look as you feel it does. We all tend to have certain parts of our body or look that we tend to obsess over. We tend to focus on is probably a better way to say it. But other people don't objectify us in the same ways that we objectify ourselves. For the most part, people look at us as a whole being. They see not just our body and our face and our hair, but they also see our spirit and our personality. If you think about the people you know, it's probably their essence, their personality that makes you like or dislike them. It's not a cute haircut or a bad hair day. Second, and this is point two, friend, if you want to win the hair aspect of your body image war, you're going to have to take those messages, those lying voices in your head, and you're going to have to answer them just as clearly as you'd answer any of Satan's other lies. I think because it's only hair that sometimes we let these little lies slide. Like it's not that big of a deal for me to keep stressing over my hair. I mean, the rest of my body image is fine, so I can just kind of keep this one little thing. I don't think that's healthy, and I don't think that's what God wants. I think he wants us to find complete freedom in the body image arena, hair included. So the best way I know to answer those voices back is to tell yourself the truth. It's not consistent to think that you can't wear short hair or different hair just because someone at some point in time told you that lie. We all change, we all grow, we all age, we look different as we do this. Maybe a hairstyle that didn't work for you in your 20s would be really cute on you now. Don't let the voices of the parent or the ex-boyfriend or the mean girl who told you that you looked bad with a certain haircut dictate your current hair decisions. Likewise, if you're used to your hair as the one thing that people love about you or that one thing that you know you'll always get compliments on, let me encourage you to let that go. Now that might sound like weird advice, right? Why would I tell you to let go of the one thing you know you have going for you physically? Well, here's why. I don't think it's healthiest for you to derive your value from your hair. I think it may be a healthier exercise to learn how to feel and derive value from Jesus instead of relying on your gorgeous mane to do the job and help you stay feeling confident. Our body image can become an idol when we rely on it to help us succeed in life or to help us feel like we are secure because of it. Maybe you've never had that feeling about your body, but you have had that feeling about your hair. I think, my friend, that an idol is an idol. 
And if your hair is where your security rests, then I'd encourage you to spend some time talking to God about that and see how he leads you in breaking up with that idol and turning all your affections and attentions back to Jesus. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. I remember watching The Amazing Race a few years ago, and it was the last episode, and it was part of a Hindu ceremony. The contestants had to both shave their heads in order to complete the task. It wasn't that big of a deal for the men, but one of the competitors was an African-American woman with long, dark hair. And wow, did she struggle. She cried. She didn't want to lose her hair, but she knew she couldn't win the million dollars unless she let them shave it. So she did it. I watched that episode and I said to my husband, yeah, we would have been out right there. I don't think I could have done that. And he was shocked. Like to him, it was no big deal. It's a million dollars or hair. That's an easy choice. You shave it off. But to me, that would have been an enormous struggle, especially shaving it off on television in front of everyone, having millions of people see me essentially bald. That would have been hard. Similarly, I know that anyone who's fought cancer and the treatments that induce hair loss must feel the exact same way. Not only are you battling the disease and wondering what the future will be, but you have to deal with the fact that your appearance is changing in ways you can't control, including hair loss. It can be a huge issue for women. And if this is something you're struggling with, I want you to hear only love and support today. No one is condemning you for feeling sad about losing your hair or feeling frustrated about getting a disappointing haircut even. But this is my final point for today. I want to leave you with this important reminder. Your value is not found in the length of your locks. Your value is not found in your gorgeous hair color, how curly your hair is, or how straight it is. All of those things can change, my friend. Seriously, like I couldn't get my hair to curl even after a perm when I was in my teens and 20s. Then I had babies and now it takes a colossal effort to get it straight. If your hope is in your hair, it's not rooted in a firm enough foundation. Jesus wants our hope, our confidence, our joy rooted in him alone, not in our appearance. So how do you get over hair idolatry? Friend, I think it's just the same as getting past any other kind of idolatry. You stop, you identify it, you call it out for what it is, and you confess it. You repent of the ways you've made your hair too important. You repent of the ways you've fretted and fussed over your hair as if it was what your value depended on. You ask God to forgive you for all the mental space your hair has taken up. You beg him to help you to be free from worrying over your hair. And finally, you ask Jesus to show you how he sees you. 
You ask him to help you see yourself through his eyes. You ask him to show you how you can grow in other areas to find your purpose in him so you're not tempted to focus on your hair. I found personally that when I'm serving, doing things that God has asked me to do to serve others, I don't have as much time to fret over how I look, period. When I'm serving others, I realize that I have more to offer than just what's on the outside. And the truth is that unless you are engaged in serving Jesus actively, you may not feel otherwise. If your life is spent watching celebs on Netflix and Instagram, it's easy to believe the lie that your value is in how you look. And part of that is having good hair. But we're worth so much more than that, friends. And that's what Jesus wants us to remember. Not just on bad hair days, but every day. So as we close today, let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of hair. Thank you that you are an amazing designer of lives. Thank you that you knew exactly what you were doing when you created me, and that includes my hair. Dear Father, please help me to not make my hair an idol. Help free me from the temptation to connect how my hair looks to my value. Help me to find my value in Jesus and his sacrifice alone. Thank you for dying for me and help me to live in the freedom that your sacrifice gives. Free me from the temptation to be a slave to others' opinions or to listen to that lying voice of the enemy. And Lord, grant me peace and contentment with all areas of my life, including my hair. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you will check out Compared to Who, the blog. Join us on Facebook if you want to be part of the conversation. I'm on Instagram too, but Facebook's where a lot of the conversations happen. So follow on Facebook and we can connect that way. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Leave a review on Apple, iTunes, or whatever podcast player you use. And let's connect. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.